The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passions making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. Lord, as we look at this text, let faith be released in this house. In the name of Jesus, amen. I know I said I was going to read 67 verses, but I decided to cut it just a little bit short. Abraham had a big need. The big need was that his miracle son Isaac, who we talked about this morning, his miracle son Isaac needed a wife. I mean, if you're going to have more descendants than our stars, more descendants than the sand of the seashore, the dude needed a wife and needed to get married and had to have to start having kids, right? And there's, there's no wife, big need, big need, big miracle needed because he didn't want the Canaanites to marry into his family. And so this great need, this Isaac, grandchildren, all of these things. And he has his servant make an oath, make a vow. And the vow is... Swear to me that you'll do this thing and you will not bring my son back to, back to the homeland, back to, to uh, his home of where he came from. And I think the reason that would be is it would how, what a tragedy would be if his son went back and decided, oh, this is awesome. I must stay here. Because why? Because then he would be disobeying and not being in the very land that God had promised So he goes to, Eleazar goes to Abraham's home country to get a wife and, and is under no circumstances and his vow is made to bring Abraham's Isaac back there because it could be that Isaac would abort the plan. Isaac would blow it. And Abraham encourages his servant by sharing with him that God will send his angel before him. And that had to be an encouraging word that God's going to send an angel before you. And that's apparently exactly what God does. And he goes with 10 of these camels. He travels 400 miles. It takes approximately a month. He gets there and he prays. He does what? He prays. While he's praying, it's already answered before he finished speaking. And God sends Rebecca with the confirming sign. He says, Lord... Let one of these young virgins come and let her offer me a drink of water and then let her offer to water all of my camels. And I hope you got the picture. I've read that before and thought, oh yeah, she came and watered the camel. Ten camels. Long journey. Lots of work. And we could Google on our phones right now and find out how much, you know, how much water does a camel drink and all of that. But you know, really, it was a lot of work, and she wasn't afraid of that, and she was a servant. And this servant of Abraham gives gifts to Rebecca, and she finds out that, in fact, Rebecca is the grandniece of Abraham. And furthermore, it's exciting and miraculous that if you, we continue to read on, she's willing to go with him. 
I don't know what her home life was like. Maybe it was highly dysfunctional and she couldn't wait to get out of the house. We've seen that before, but she's willing to go and she goes and there's a process and I would encourage you to read it and eventually comes back and, and marries Isaac. Let me say this to you tonight in your hearing. I believe that God supernaturally guides us. I believe that. I, our, my life is, is, is planned on that. I, I, I have faith in that. I, I hope in that. I've seen it in the past and I see it nearly every day and I'm sure that it happens every day but maybe I'm not totally aware of it. But when I think about how God has led me, how God has guided me, how God has protected me and I think about the countless others and my own pastor and the stories of faith and how he was in the right place at the right time standing in line next to somebody who would be the very answer to his prayer of what he needed right in that moment. I stand in awe of a God who directs the footsteps of the righteous. Now we're, we're made righteous because of the blood, but think about that. If you're right with God, you've, you've repented of your sin, you've asked Jesus into your life and you're living for him. That means that literally when you wake up in the day, he's causing you to will and act according to his good purpose. In other words, you will have a desire to go do something, take a particular turn, stop at a particular store, on your way, doing your errands, ma'am, ladies, Sirs, you're, you're moving forward in business. You just feel led like you want to just call somebody or pick up the phone. Many of those urgings, those leadings of the Holy Spirit guiding you. And I have seen more miracles just happen by what seems like accidents. But they're not accidents at all. Come on. My life is not an accident. My life is on purpose. Is yours on purpose? Mine's on purpose. God's guiding me. God's guiding us as we, as we trust in him, as we remain in him, as we live for him. He will supernaturally put us where we need to be. Big need. God knows your needs. He knows your needs before you ever even put it on the prayer request this morning. He knows your needs before you ever say, Lord, he knows your needs. He knows your frame. He knows you're rising up. He knows you're setting down. He knows what you have need of. Uh, the problem is some of you have a lot of wants. Not that that's a problem. A need and a want are two very different things. You need error. You want to shoot a moose. You might need a moose. You need water. You want the boat. Now, there can be true needs in, in, in desiring material things too. God meets our needs by guiding us. Listen to me. God will meet your needs by guiding you right exactly where you need to be so he can meet that need to a person, to a place, to a situation. You've got to understand the nature of how God works. He calls on us. He places something on our heart. We pray, we believe, we move forward in faith, and then miracles begin to happen. If you never move forward in faith, you'll never see the miracle happen. The Jordan never parts until they put their foot in it. The Red Sea never parted until they moved forward. He's going to meet your need. Come on, say, God's going to meet my need. Come on, say it like you mean it. God's going to meet my need. And he's going to do it by guiding you. The fire by night and the cloud by day. He, he launches his servant out. And, you know, God wants to launch you out. God wants to push you out. Get you going. 
And once you get going, you know, the Apostle Paul, I think about, I think it's Acts 17, he's there in Athens, and he's disturbed by all the idols, so he just goes out and meets with those who happen to be there. He has all these divine appointments. Do you know that God has divine appointments for you? He has divine appointments for you on that journey that you want to take that you don't take. He has divine appointments for you in the word. He has divine appointments for you in life as you just move forward. I have missed opportunities by being so irritable and irritated and in the flesh. I know I've missed things. Uh, okay, that's just me. I'm the only one that gets irritated and irritable. You see, if you're all bent out of shape and in the flesh and you're standing in a line where you should be to meet the person that you need to bump into to fulfill the next part of the dream, you'll miss it. I hate that. Don't you hate that? I hate that. He launches his servant out. God wants to do things. He wants to do certain things. But if you don't move in faith, then how, how's he supposed to? Come on, if you don't launch a rocket, I mean, how are you supposed to guide that thing? So here you are. This is you. Lord, guide me but you refuse to take off. Okay, then the Lord can start moving that thing around. He can move that thing around. But if you never take off, if you never take steps of faith, you never move forward, how's he supposed to guide you? You lazy thing. Okay. And there's always potential obstacles. The servant says, well, what if, what if, what if? What if they doesn't want to come back? What if I can't find her? What, what, look, there's always what if, there's always problems, and there are opportunities. As I've been so diligently trying to shift your lens of thinking, problems are challenges. They're springboards to push you forward into destiny. Look at it differently. I'm going to tell you something. Everything seemed to hit the fan, you know, this week. Not everything, but I mean, quite a bit. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Whatever the fan is and all that. But anyway, I encourage myself. I say things. And if you're around me, we're going through some kind of trial or whatever, I'll say things like this. Woo-hoo, devil must be nervous. Because why else would we have so many obstacles? He's just afraid we're going to break through and have a real full-blown, full-throttle outpouring of thousands of people get saved. Come on, children dancing in the street. An outpouring of the Spirit of God of signs, wonders, miracles. He's afraid that if we break through, we will see the kingdom of God advance in such a tremendous way that I'm telling you, he's afraid. He's terrified that you're going to actually believe God and move forward. He's terrified. And so when I start seeing obstacles to start feeling, you know, the, I'm in the fray. I encourage myself and man, man, we're, we're probably on track here. Praise God. There's always potential obstacles. What if she doesn't come back? There's always problems. And Abraham reassured his servant, then you'll be released. Something I've comforted myself with for many, many, many years. We were called into the ministry. We pastored in Molokai. I was on the island of Molokai. And we had the opportunity of going to Kauai. 
And I remember when that opportunity came, I jumped at it. And I had, I had just a measure of faith that wasn't 100% sure it was God. And when I jumped at it, I got it. In other words, I thought, well, let me just sort of test the waters. Bang! And I got it. I thought, oops! In other words, I wasn't 100% sure. And, and, and now I'm moving forward into a new pastoral position. And I really, I would have liked to have prayed a little longer. I would have liked to have just been a little bit more settled, you know. So I, I'm uneasy about it. This is many years ago. And so I, I, I call my pastor. I call Dr. Morocco. And we met. And, I, and we're I'll never forget where I remember where I was standing. I remember the whole thing. I'm standing in the parking lot outside of his office. I said, now, pastor, listen. Uh, yeah, I know the Kawhi thing, you know. Um, you know, I'm just a little apprehensive. And he puts his arm around me and he says, oh, Pastor Dale. Let's just keep praying. And all we want is the will of God. So if it's not God's will, we just won't do it. I thought, whew, whew, <laughs> praise the Lord. I am encouraged to tell you that all I want is God's will. All we want is God's will. And you contend for that. You believe for that. You pray for that. If you don't have 100% peace, well, then you hold back. There's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be challenges. But God, let God reassure you. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. I'll never forget what my son said. It was profound. He doesn't even realize it. Didn't know I was going to share it. But he was telling me about drumming. Now, he's pretty new at drumming. He's been doing it uh, for a little while. It's one of our main drummers at 11, soon to be 12 years old. Proud of you, son. And he said to me... Praise the Lord. He said to me, he said, Dad, you know, sometimes when you're drumming, all you drummers are going to know exactly, all musicians will know what I'm talking about, but it's a, it's a great statement of faith. Sometimes when I'm drumming, Dad, I need to take a risk. And I thought, oh my gosh, that is a profound thing. Because I'm, I'm not a drummer. I love worship just like you all. But I think the idea is that when you're drumming, it's kind of like you launch out to do a, whatever, a, a, a couple special hits on the drum, okay? <laughs> and it's something new maybe, and, and, and you have to keep the rhythm and the timing of that, and it's a risk. You maybe not have practiced it before, and it's live, and you're worshiping. Come on, this is, not a, this is not a production. We didn't rehearse this. We're totally off the script tonight, all right? Really? Yeah, we're just worshiping God. So professional musician, well, maybe there are some professional, I, I don't know, no? No, we don't have professional music. We have maybe some. The point is, is that if you're going to be led and guided by God and he's going to put you at the right place at the right time to meet the people, to meet your need, to meet your need, you got to get going and you got to take some risk. And God will, you'll encounter problems, you'll encounter trials, you'll encounter difficulties, but they're God's opportunity for leading and guiding you. And the truth is, if it doesn't happen, well, it's up to God to let it make it happen anyway. So what, what if she doesn't come? Well, you're released. Oh, okay, praise the Lord. Well, then how would God find a wife for Isaac? That's a problem, man. There's no problems for God. God doesn't have a problem finding a wife or finding a husband for anybody. He doesn't have a problem healing you, raising the dead. I mean, he's not like up in heaven going, oh my gosh, Gabriel, quick, let's pray. Oh God, oh God, I'm talking to myself. Oh, what am I going to do? You think God's all freaked out and concerned about your emergency? 
I know, isn't that crazy? It's crazy. But we think like that. We act like that. All we want is God's will. And God wants to do it more in your life than you're even aware of. But you need to launch out. You need to show up. Sometimes you need to shut up. Sometimes you need to pay up. You certainly need to pray up. And God will guide you. God will direct you. God will bring you into that place. So be reassured. And he'll confirm what he said that he would do. He will bring the person. He'll, bring, he'll change things. He'll meet your need. Now, the key to having the guidance of God, God's guidance by the Spirit. And by the way, Eleazar, does anybody know what that means? What the name Eleazar? Raise your hand if you know what Eleazar. That's the servant's name. You know what his name means? It means, yes, mighty divine helper. It's a type and a picture of the Holy Spirit. And he brings all these gifts on the camels. How many camels? He rode one, nine, nine gifts. Ooh. He shows up bringing these gifts. The Holy Spirit's at work in your life, whether you realize it or not, whether you even know there is a Holy Spirit. He's at work in your life and he's leading you and he's guiding you and he's directing you to fulfill the plan that he has for your life. There's a plan that he has for you, a hope that he has for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plan to give you a hope and a future. A what? A hope and a future. That, that's not plan to push your head in. That's not plan to, to make you fall and get trapped and live in anxiety. No, that's a plan to give you a hope and a future. That's God's plan. And the key to staying in his plan and the key to having divine appointments and guidance and the leading of his spirit is to pray, to keep praying. Everybody say, keep praying. Keep praying. That's what Eleazar did. He, he prayed. Isaiah 65, 21, before they call, I'll answer. I love that scripture. I have many testimonies about needing God's intervention. And I would say, Lord, God, and then before I know it, the thing's standing there or it pulled up or something happened. It's exactly what happened to Eleazar. And keep in mind that God desires to bless you. God, come on, say, God wants to bless me. Say, God wants to bless me. He does. He wants to bless you. And he'll fulfill his promise to you. God will fulfill his promise to you, his promise to me, his promise to us. You'll fulfill it. And if you ever get in a place where you think like it's just not going to happen, just relax. Just take a breath. I've so desired things in my life, you know, certain things to happen. And it's fascinating how when I wind myself up in the flesh, that means the Lord's like, oh, I guess I got to wait now. I mean, for me, it's like when I do that, when I try to make it happen and force that peg into the, you know, the square peg into a round hole. You take the hammer and you're, you're trying to force that thing in. The Lord has allowed me to force it and then I end up, you know, with an Ishmael type. I end up with a situation that he never intended. Or I find, I find in my, I find just a troubling in my soul where I just, uh, you know, I just can't seem to find peace and I'm semi-tormented. I'm talking as a believer. 
And in my life, when I've really needed something, I just, I've learned to just, you know, how you know you learned it as you, as you really walk it out the next time it happens. I mean, I've learned to die and I'm still learning. You know, part of it, you know, God's trying to get us something right. Still kicking. He's trying to get you dead. You're like, come on. Lord, show me your glory. Well, only dead people can see my glory. I want to see your face. Well, you're going to have to die then. I mean, that's, that's what he said to, to Mo, right? Moses. I found in my life when I've tried to force things to, to get a need met, which usually is a want when I'm in that place. But sometimes it's a need. You understand the difference, right? I get a need met. I tried to force that thing. Then, then it's like the Lord, He just sort of waits for me. This is how He's done it for me. He's like, well, let me just wait till you have peace and you trust me and then, then I'll come through for you. So I've just been like, come on, God. And He's like, just chill out, son. I don't, I'm not even in any emergencies. God doesn't have emergencies. He's not surprised. Can you, can you imagine? Oh! Jacob, I can't believe that happened. Can you believe that happened? I'm so surprised. I mean, he knows everything. He knows everything. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's awesome. Thunder in his footsteps. Lightning in his fists. Eyes of flames of fire. His feet are like burnished bronze, his hair is white as wool. He knows everything. He knows you're rising up, he knows you're setting down. Shoot, before you're in your mother's womb, he made you. He knew you even before you were there. Yes, he's an amazing God. Can you say amen? amen. And so the God who made you, the one who knows how to satisfy you, who has the plan for you. You didn't make the plan. You might have thought you did. Man makes plan, but God directs it. God does the whole deal. Is the one who will bring you into the place of fulfilling every need, every desire as you delight yourself in him. Trust his leading. Trust your guiding. Be a person of prayer. How are you supposed to be guided by the Holy Spirit if you never spend time with him? Well, that's a good point, Pastor. Praise God. Come on, somebody say, God's going to guide me. I'm going to be a person of prayer. The mighty divine helper. It's also a picture of him giving you gifts and lavishing things on you. Don't make your need bigger than your God. What you think about the most, that's what you're worshiping. Did you catch that? What you're thinking about, meditating on the most, that's really what you worship. You can say that I worship the Lord God Almighty, but if you're constantly thinking about money, I got news for you, you're worshiping something other than God. It might be mammon, and you cannot worship both God and mammon. You cannot hold the hand of the world and the hand of the Lord. If you'll despise one and love the other, you'll hate one. Be faithful to the other. You, you've, you've got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and all your strength. For those of you seeking to be married, let me say this, because that is the text is about that. This is what I found. Forget it. 
Oh, I'm not joking. I'm totally serious. Just skip it. Forget it. Sublimate. Everybody say sublimate. You take all that passion and all that energy and put it right towards God. Serve Him with all your heart, with all your mind, all your soul, your strength, all that passion. Just put it towards the Lord. And I'm going to tell you what you will find. You will find, it's not that God's not going to give you a husband or God's not going to give you a wife. You'll find that before you know it, boom, you know, holy smokes, there she is. Bone of my bone, flesh, woo, flesh of my flesh. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Or you'd be like, oh man, he's so fine. Lord, I love you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, and then, and, then, and then the battle starts again. Your heart starts to go. And you're like, oh, guard my heart. And <laughs> you have to. Love the Lord and pray. And then you'll find you'll find God confirming, God directing, God leading, God, you know, and, it, and it'll, it'll happen. See, what if he's ugly? I know. Pray hard. What can I tell you? <laughs> Come on, everybody's beautiful. Amen. Praise the Lord. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and all your strength. And he will add all things. Seek first the kingdom of God and he will add all things. Seek first his kingdom. Don't be sidetracked. Don't get distracted. Stay focused on the most important thing, loving God. The first commandment. Put it to first place. Can you say amen? transcends all the other ones and brings about the plan that he has for you. He'll guide you. He'll direct you. He'll meet your need. Can you say amen? Stand up on your feet. Well, if you've had some idols because you've been so focused on those needs that you believe you have, why don't you repent right now? Amen. Just ask God to, to help you now to refocus your heart. Holy Spirit, Wow. Man, the Holy Spirit is all over you. God is doing something profound. So how do you know that, Pastor? I can see it. Come on. Come on, just worship Him right now. Would you lead us? Lead us, Minister Mike. Come on, just lead us in a song of adoration and worship to the Lord. Now you worship Him with all your heart. Forget about whatever your need is. Forget it. Come on. Tilt your satellite dish towards the throne and begin to call on His name right now. Worship team, come on.
remember the key. The key is prayer. That's the key. Make a commitment to pray. Make a commitment to spend time with the Lord. He'll meet all your needs. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. But when? When do I get my breakthrough? When, when, when will it happen? When, when will my need be met? No clue. I just know he's never late. He's never late. They said to Jesus, when, is it at this time, Lord? Is it at this time that you'll restore the kingdom? He says this to them. He says, it's not for you to know the times and seasons which are under the Father's command. But you will be undued with power from on high. Fascinating answer. Excuse me, Jesus, I don't think you heard what I said. Is this the time you're restoring the kingdom? You're going to receive power. No, 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 no. The time. Is this the time? Yeah, you're going to get power. You see, when you get power, you don't worry about time. God's outside of time. When you get the power and you get the intimacy, you contend for the power of God in your life and intimacy with Him and a walk and a love walk with Him. Oh, there's times. There's times when I, I spend time with my wife, you know, and walking or spending time just being a married couple and, and the hours spin. I'm not worried about time. I'm just like holding her hand, looking into her eyes. You're like, ooh, it's my woman. Praise God. She's like, oh, it's my man. Time spins. I mean, you're not worried about time. It's the same with God. Don't worry about the timing. Just stop, stop, stop. Don't worry about the timing. Just, just go head over heels in love with Him. What about the timing? Don't worry about it. He'll make you so wrecked, so overwhelmed with His love that it'll just happen. Can you say amen? Took me a long time to learn that. I hope you got it. I'm trying to condense it and just sort of distill it, give it to you. I hope you just take it. Just take it. Don't worry about your needs. Consider the lilies of the field. They don't toil and spin. And even Solomon was not arrayed in glory like one of these. O ye of little faith, seek first the kingdom of God, and he will add all things. Father, thank you for what you've done today. All day long, Lord, you've met us, you've touched lives, people have been saved, people have been healed. And even tonight, for those of you that are here, you might not be right with God, or maybe you've never given your heart to him. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe you've never repented, really. I mean, really repented of your sin and asked him to forgive you. Well, nobody walking around, nobody moving, all, everybody focused, intercessors praying. You've never given your heart to Jesus. And you want to give your heart to Jesus today for the first time or make a recommitment to him. If that's you, 
Would you slip your hand up if you want to get right with God? He said, Pastor, I want to be included in this prayer. Slip your hand up if that's you. You want to get right with God. God bless you. See that hand over there. You want to make a recommitment. Or you want to give your heart to him for the first time. Slip your hand up. You say, that's me, Pastor. I want to get right with God. I want my sin to forgive him. I'm not talking about joining a church. I'm talking about having his blood cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Come on, let's pray right out loud. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. As you rose again from the grave, so raise me up now, I pray. Thank you for taking my sin and throwing it as far as the east is from the west. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. The Holy Spirit, I pray, break off every chain, break off every lie, break off every curse, break off addiction. Those that are having suicidal thoughts, we command those thoughts to be silenced. Those that have might have made an idol with their need before you, cast those things down now. And we thank you for your infilling, for the freedom of the Spirit of God, a hunger for the Word, for fellowship, for fulfilling our very hopes and dreams as we delight ourselves in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.